Welcome to Kylie Mentors Moms, a podcast where you can feel empowered in your role as a business owner and a mother. I'm your host, Kylie Ann, a mom of three and wearer of all of the hats. Let's get started. Someone asked me to share the top five business adventures I've had running this business for the last 12 years, and it really made me think. And I don't even know if I've gathered the top five adventures, but I've gathered some pretty cool and some pretty crazy stories to share. And um, this might be just an episode for me to reflect on. Um, some of you might find it interesting, but it's it's fun to talk about and it's fun to reflect on. And so thank you for asking this question. Um, so number one, my first top biggest adventure um, which is something that f- the first thing that came to my mind was speaking is speaking, I guess was and is speaking on big stages with like up to 2,500 people, like from 25 to 2,500 people at the same conferences as people I've looked up to so much or that a lot of other people look up to so much. Like Jasmine Starr, m- probably my number one favorite educator, especially when I first started in my business. Joanna Gaines. Bill and Juliana Rancic, um, Mary Morantz, Caitlin James, like these big, huge educators in in my industry and in other industries, I was able to speak at the same conferences as these people. And that is super huge for me. That's been really, really a cool um, accomplishment and adventure for me. Um, when I first started my journey in the photography world, um, I like it was like a year or two in I attended a conference in Las Vegas it was kind of like on a whim I was afraid to leave my baby I was having a lot of guilt over it and like last minute I decided to just go for it and do it I flew to Las Vegas I stayed for two nights I went to all these conferences I met Caitlin James I met Jasmine Starr I attended their classes and I was like I love these educators like I love what they stand for I love their style I love Um, how relatable they are. And one day I want to be on the stage with them. And at the time I was like, seriously, not a good photographer. Um, and I was terrified of public speaking. I skipped like my, my, um, breadth class in humanities, like the public speaking one and did like some stupid class because I did not want to be critiqued on my public speaking. Like I did not want to be in front of the class. Like I, I'm not a natural speaker. I really am not, which surprises people when I say that. And they're like, oh, whatever, you're full of it. I'm like, I'm really not. I get really nervous. I have to take like two Zofran. Like, I don't feel good. I I hate it. But then afterwards, it's like such a rush and such a high. And it's so fun and it was worth it. But like, it's definitely not in my comfort zone to speak. But it was for some reason, it was like, I'm going to do that. So the next year I attended a conference that was put on Um, by show it just with all those educators that were there in that hallway that I attended at WPPI. Um, And then I attended, so actually the next year I attended it online and then the next year I went in person. And then that next year I was finally like good and started my associate team and started doing all these things. And I was like, I think that I have something I could share here. Like I'm a pretty good teacher. I do workshops. So I'm like still terrified of speaking, but I like, like, I love what it feels like to teach. So I applied to speak at United and I got rejected. And then the next year I went back and I attended United and I applied again to speak at United and I got rejected. And I applied one more time and I got accepted and I spoke at United. Um, and it was such a cool experience because I had tried 
and failed, tried and failed and tried and, and then finally succeeded. And it was just like the right timing for me. I was like a better speaker, a better educator. Like I was, I was better. I was like definitely at the time, um, that I first applied, I wouldn't have been able to deliver what I delivered a couple years later. Um, so it wasn't just like an easy, like, yeah, they asked me to come speak on stage with these big hot shots. Like it took a lot of work and a lot of like trying and failing and trying again and failing and trying. And so I think that's why it was such a big adventure for me is because it took lots of years to get there. In that same year that I spoke at United, I also spoke at Alt Summit, which is this huge like influencer conference in Palm Springs. And Minnie Gladhill was one of my like listeners, which was really cool for me because I danced to her songs at my wedding and I loved her. Um, I spoke on a huge stage at Saint um, multiple times, um, twice in San Diego and once in Las Vegas. And these were like massive rooms, 2,500 people, like huge, gorgeous ballrooms. Um, And those were super fun. So I've just had a lot of really cool experiences speaking on these big stages, big and little stages with some really, really cool people. Um, That was a really big dream that I had. And it's not necessarily a dream that I still have. Like, I don't know if like speaking is for me and then I'm going to ever do like a speaking world tour. And like, I don't really aspire to do that as much anymore. But at the time I did and I gave it my all and it was super awesome. So that's my number one um, top business adventure. My second one would be the Kylian sleepovers. So my Kylian sleepovers were kind of just like created overnight. Um, I did a lot of workshops and I just felt like I was a teacher and they were the students. And I feel a lot of like this in my business. And um, I don't really share this a lot, but I just feel like kind of like the outsider, like I'm the teacher, but then everyone who comes to like my content days or my um, workshops or my, or takes my classes or even is on my team, they have like something that they can all relate to. That's like the same. And I'm like, a lead, like I'm out of touch of that because I could never, I never have the same experience. Like I'm the teacher and they're all the students, if that makes sense. And so I've kind of struggled with this actually over the last 12 years of just feeling like kind of an outsider, even though like all these people like love me and want to take classes from me and want to learn from me. And like, I'm in their ear, like on podcasts and I like, they're listening to my advice, but they're like, there's no, like, it's like a one way me to you, but, but it doesn't, necessarily come back. Like I sometimes don't even know if you're listening. Like I don't like it just sometimes it feels lonely. And so I started doing these sleepovers because I was feeling lonely teaching workshops and classes and courses because you guys felt like you knew me, but I wasn't getting to know anyone. And then you guys were all getting to know each other. And like, it just felt like really lonely. So I started the sleepover, I don't know, 2015, 2016, probably 2015. Um, and it started in my home. I invited people to come to my home and like in like two days, I would like teach them everything that I did with my business. Um, everything from style shoots, engagements, bridals, family, um, weddings, marketing, everything in two days. And everyone would come and we'd sleep over and we'd all hang out together. And it was just such more of an intimate experience where I actually got to know the people that were at my workshop and they got to know me more than just like Kylie as the teacher. They got to see my quirks and and my weird things and my like imperfections and my personality and we became friends instead of just me being the teacher or the leader. Like I I don't want to just be the teacher and the leader. I want to be your friend too. And so the sleepovers were really cool because I was able to just get really intimate with like 
um, my teaching and really like get to know my, my students, um, and have lots of cool adventures as well. Um, we did two in Utah and then we did one in Oregon and that was so fun because we like rented a bike where we all rode it around Seaside, Oregon, and we went to the beach and we went to Cannon, um, beach and took, took styled pictures by the big rocks and we stayed up late and we have all these funny stories and like laugh in the middle of the night and play games and like eat at restaurants and it was just so fun. So that's when I started doing destination sleepovers. So, um, we did Oregon, we did Alaska at Rito's grandma's house. We did Arizona with Hillary and, Recently, we've done Bear Lake twice. So it's just been so fun because I'm able to travel with like-minded, like small business owner women and go to so many new places, see so many things and really like get friends. And it's been fun. And I'm friends with like most of the people that have attended my sleepovers. Some of them have become my best friends. Some of them have joined my team since then. Um, a lot of them are even in my coaching still, like it's just been such a cool experience. Um, and I, I definitely think that's, that's a big one for me. Um, number three, this one's not as happy, but it's like a crazy adventure is the time that someone stole my pictures. Um, this is a crazy story. So let's see, I was pregnant with Piper. So this was early on in my, my business, I guess, um, like 2014, I was sitting on my computer one day and a girl inquired for birth pictures and I said like I'm so sorry like I'm not gonna be able to do that I was pregnant and it was like two hours away it was like in Utah County and she's like okay sorry like and I was like I'm so sorry here's my my portfolio or like she's like I saw your portfolio on your website and I love it and I'm like I'm so sorry blah 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 then like 30 minutes later the girl messages messages me back and is like hey um I just reached out to another photographer And she sent me your portfolio. Like, I think she's stolen from you. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. And so I like screenshot the message and like posted it in one of the Facebook groups I'm in, like with other photographers. I'm like, this is weird, right? Like, is this real, do you think? Or whatever. Um, And actually, I think I messaged the girl first. And I said, hey, um, I'm just curious. Like, I gave her total like benefit of the doubt. Like, I'm I'm just curious. Like, do you... um, know anything about this? Like this person just said you might be using my pictures. Like if you are, can you please stop? Like, and like, that's not good. You know, (laughs) I was like total Enneagram nine and nining it. And just like, you know, if, if you are, it's not a big deal. Just please stop doing that. Like that's misleading. Like I'm sure you were just probably showing examples of like what birth photography is, but like it's coming across that it's mine and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, the girl was like, oh my gosh, no, this, lady like she hired me for a mini session last year and she never paid or something like that and now she's harassing me and like just trying to like ruin my business and I was like oh my gosh I'm so so sorry sorry I even messaged you like oh my goodness I can't believe that so that's when I think I was like guys look at this this is weird right and I posted it in the Facebook group then all these people started commenting on it like oh my gosh I've seen your birth pictures Um, I just posted like I was looking for a second or a backup shooter for a birth story and that same girl sent me all those pictures that you're posting right there and then someone posted oh my gosh I just saw this in the Harriman classified group so then I was like okay don't cross me because here's the thing I gave her the benefit of the doubt I said like just stop blah 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 then she lied to me 
I honestly cared more that she lied to me than that she stole my pictures. Like, I was just like, really? So then I go back to the girl and I'm like, hey, um, turns out um, you actually did steal these pictures and you have two options here. Um, the first option is that you can take them all down and send a message to each of the people that you've sent them to apologizing and giving credit and posting on your Facebook page that like these have been stolen um, or we can take legal action. Let me know. So then the girl has the audacity to block me. And that really made me mad. Um, and so I took all the screenshots and I made a blog post. And the blog post was, photographer stealing is not okay. And I wrote a, pl- a post about like how it's not okay to steal pictures and use them as your own. Because not only is that like stealing from the photographer and from the clients and like I like birth stories are really intimate and really personal. And so having these personal pictures being shared to all these you know, different people. Not cool, first of all. But then also there's the layer of like, you're being dishonest to your client because you can't deliver on those photos. Like you can't, you cannot like show my picture and then show up with a pointer to was which I found out later is what she was doing and deliver the same quality. You just cannot. And so it's really dishonest to the client that's hiring you for a once in a lifetime moment. So I write this big blog post and um, like kind of like shared it in this Facebook group. And all of a sudden it blows up. Like I have the chills. Like I was like, oh shoot. Meanwhile, I'm super sick. I, um, had like food poisoning reaction to a medication and, um, was just like throwing up and super sick. And I had to go to the ER. I was pregnant. So I had to go get IVs and I was just like super sick. This was blowing up. And honestly, I was so low at that moment, like, like ill, like so ill that I didn't even care that much. Like people cared more for me than I cared. Like literally hundreds of my followers, like people I hadn't talked to in years, people that hadn't hired me in years, they were more mad than I was because I was just like so physically ill. And so people were sharing it. People were like, like going crazy, like calling the news and and getting really upset. And then like all of the moms whose pictures were stolen started getting really upset for, for good reason. Like this isn't fair. This isn't cool. Like we're not just going to like let this slide. Turns out this um, girl had a job um, that and went to school in a place that um, had an honor code, which when you are lying and stealing, that's a big violation of the honor code. Um, so then I had her mom start calling me and being like, you're going to ruin her life because she's going to lose her job because of this. And I'm like, well, she's going to lose her job because she's lying and stealing, not because she's been. Anyway, so this girl blocked me and then didn't like say sorry or apologize. Like I was trying to make it right with her and then she didn't. And so anyways, I ended up like blurring out her name after it started going viral and like just like having it be like a lesson learned instead of um, like trying to blast her because like at the time I probably only had like a couple hundred followers. Like I didn't expect it to go viral. So I blurred her out because I'm like, well, I'm, I mean, this was before cancel culture, although it was probably my first experience with cancel culture. And I was just shocked at like what my followers were doing, like calling her job. Like, do you know about this calling? Like whatever. So then it turns out, so it wasn't just the birth story. Turns out this girl had stolen, she was doing the same thing for wedding photos for family photos in different groups. So she was posting like the missionary Facebook group, like waiting on your missionary Facebook group, her photos. She had stolen from a bunch of my other photographer friends. Um, so this kind of just was like the, the, like the, 
loose thread that untied the entire lie. So she had created this entire business in the classifieds with other people's pictures. And then she showed up to shoot these weddings with a point and shoot camera. So it was really bad news because she was shooting weddings and births, these once in a lifetime, you cannot repeat moments with the wrong equipment, charging what we're charging with our portfolios, but then delivering crap. And so it was a really, really, really bad situation. A ton of brides were scammed and lost. Like, like I know, I, I know one of my makeup artist friends in the industry had hired her to shoot her wedding and it just totally ruined her entire day. Like it, it just, anyways, it hurt a lot of people. Um, and then I get back from the hospital and I, the KSL news truck is in front of my house and they were actually in front of my neighbor's house because my neighbor was one of the birth moms that got stolen. And she's like, you got to come over here. And I'm like, I'm dying. Like, I'm so sick. And she's like, no, like get a blazer on, get over here. Like, and so I get on there, I go over to her house and was recorded for, um, KSL channel, whatever, um, at five news, whatever it was. And did an interview. They totally botched the whole story because I swear they didn't listen at all. And they're like, Kylie, Morgan, da, 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 da. And it was like, honestly, the probably the worst news reporting I've ever seen in my life. It was like, you missed the entire point, but whatever. Um, I'm like, you could have just read the blog and reported the blog. Like, seriously. Anyways, that's beside the point. So that was a crazy adventure. I asked her... Um, to like write an apology to the mom she stole from and to um make a like a public thing like once she unblocked me and was like trying to resolve it but she never did and then I was kind of afraid for my life for a while because I'm like this girl if she can do that what can she do um but then I never heard from her or saw her again so that was that story pretty crazy um my fourth biggest adventure has just been shooting weddings all over like the nation. Like it's been so cool. North Carolina, California, Washington, Oregon, Alaska, Idaho, Utah, um, everywhere. It's been cool. It's been cool to travel and to have a job that takes me all these places. But then equally what's cool is that we're shooting brands from all over the world. We have brands from Canada, Africa, Asia, um, Europe. We have literally brands from like everywhere that are hiring this little old small time, small town photographer, um, and trusting us with like their products from, from literally everywhere. So like, it's been really cool that this like little small town girl that just started with like a point and shoot camera, her husband gave her for Valentine's day, not point and shoot. I guess it was like just a starter DSLR, but like this little camera, this little girl with like really small dreams has, has been able to travel all over the nation taking photos and now can shoot photos from her backyard, her little backyard with her little three kids and her two dogs. Um, all these international brands that are on Shark Tank and Good Morning America and Target. Like our work is everywhere. And that's pretty rad. Like that's pretty cool. Thinking about that is like, it kind of makes me teary to think like that, like, I don't know, from a girl that literally had no aspirations with this has, has gotten so big. And, and to think like, what if I did have goals when I started this business? Like, where would I be if I did have goals? I just didn't for many, many years. It just evolved into this. And now I have goals, but a lot of those goals just happen without, like, I never had a goal to be on target 
or I never had a goal to have work on shown on Shark Tank. A lot of these things are just happening and that's pretty cool. Um, so that, and then number five is I think just attending conferences all over the U S that has been really, really cool. Like I know I talked about speaking at conferences and stuff, but like attending them, like seeing Jasmine Starr and Rachel Hollis and, um, just all these big speakers in all these different areas. I've been to Vegas, Nashville, Arizona, many times, Utah, many times, um, California, many times. I've just been able to like, just see a lot of things and meet a lot of people and learn a lot of perspectives. And that has been a really big adventure. So that was fun to reflect on. I will keep thinking of other stories and adventures because I'm sure there are some good stories. There's also some stories that I can't share on podcasts because there's like people that know people, you know what I mean? Like small town problems, but lots of good stories. I can talk about it all day. So thanks for asking me if you have any more like fun questions like this, let me know because this was a fun episode to record and a lot of fun stuff to reflect on. Okay, this is a little sloppy. I don't know where this is fitting into the episode. It might be at the end. It might be in the middle. But Abby's going to have to insert this into the episode because I forgot one of the most amazing, craziest adventures of them all. So let's see. It was 2017 summer. I was on my way to the airport. Rachel was driving me and my kids in my van to the airport and I was flying to California and taking my Disney, my kids to Disneyland by myself while my husband was in Anaheim at a conference. And I thought it'd be fun because we'll be able to see him and I can go to Disneyland. Um, and we did not stay in the same hotel. So I wasn't going and meeting him. Like I stayed in a separate hotel. He stayed in a luxurious hotel. We stayed in like a really ghetto hotel. Just have to like put that disclaimer out there. Anyways, so I flew, was flying Brody and Piper while I was pregnant with Rowan to um, Disneyland and, um, it was like a crazy day. So Rachel like offered to like take me to the airport in my van. And while I was there, I got a text that was like, Hey, would you be willing to photograph Chuck Norris for the day? And Rachel totally thought it was a scam. And I was like, no, this doesn't actually seem scammy. Like who would like, that's just such a, like no one would, I don't know. It was like the whole family reunion scam. Yes. But like Chuck Norris, like no one would joke about that. Right. So I was like, yes, we'd love to like send me the details. And he's like, he'll be at Maverick in Logan in, um, in like an hour. Like, would you be able to make it? And, or like an hour and a half. And I was like, Rachel go. Cause like I was getting on a plane and I was like, we cannot miss opportunity, this opportunity for Kylie Ann Studios to photograph Chuck Norris for the day. She got in my minivan and sped all the way there. Still thinking it was kind of a scam, I think. Um, and I think she honestly didn't even realize it was real until she got into Logan and there was like lines of people waiting to meet Chuck Norris. And so then she parked the car and she um, photographed Chuck Norris with his super fans all day. Um, they went from like Logan. There was like four locations all over Utah. So like Logan was the first part of the tour and then they went like all over. So literally Kylie and Studios, specifically Rachel, spent the entire day photographing Chuck Norris. And that's on having great SEO and being number one on Google so that when people Google Logan, Utah photographer, we're the first choice. And when Chuck Norris comes to town, we're the only option. So I had to throw this in there. I don't know where it's going to fit in this episode, but it's something that I could not forget to share because that is absolutely the most crazy story that I can think of. And if I think of any more, we might have to have a part two. 
Thank you for being here on the Kylie Mentors Moms podcast. If you have a friend that needs to hear this message, please share it. Hang out with us daily at Kylie and Studios on Instagram and use the hashtag Kylie Mentors Moms.